I think one thing that people in our industry get wrong is that they think, you know, they're, they're, they're doing the door knocking or the cold calling or whatever is working for them. And then now video is coming along and they're like, Oh, I need to stop this and do, you know, video. My opinion is you need to supplement it with whatever you're doing. You're listening to Real Estate Coffee Talk. I'm your host, Sarah Hilton, and this is your weekly live coffee date with the who's who from every corner of the real estate industry. Every week, we're spotlighting stories that inspire and tips that empower. So whether you're new to the game or are a seasoned pro, there's something for everyone. Now grab your mug and let's get into it. So welcome to Real Estate Coffee Talk. Cheers. Cheers. You are, believe it or not, you're one of the only people that has brought coffee on the show. Yes. One person brought tea. One person brought water. And I think maybe one person brought, it was the guy I had last week. He brought coffee. Um, But yeah, I'm surprised. I'm like, doesn't everyone drink three coffees a day? I I mean, I do. I know that for a fact. And keeping up with the theme, I got an orange Orange dye in my coffee. Oh, is it for Halloween? For Halloween. Oh, Greece did it. It wasn't. It wasn't me. So duh, duh. I sh- you, you like how I'm like? Is it for Halloween? Why else would you have <laughs> orange dye? In your all, all time. Oh man, that is cool. I, I'm all with like everything celebratory and festive. Same. We had a Same. skull riding with us. Like you have to make the most of it. Anyway, you only have well, one life. Good. I'm glad that you are into coffee and you're as festive as I am, yeah. judging by. If you are not watching on video, if you're on audio, you cannot see that Reed has probably the biggest collection of Hawaiian shirts <laughs> I've ever seen in my life. And it's cold outside today and he's got the Hawaiian shirt. So we are feeling the tropic vibes. Always. It, you can rock them. Most people cannot. <laughs> I you, appreciate that. You, you can, my husband wears them like random places and my teenagers get so embarrassed they're like why is he wearing his tropical shirt haters it's a good style it's a good style haters gonna hate okay so reed tell us a little bit about you kind of your life and then how you got into this whole mortgage industry how long you been in your whole story cool yeah i'm pretty simple guy um i grew up playing soccer that's all i really knew i didn't have any plans besides going professional um, in soccer that obviously did not pan out. Um, and I fell into real estate, uh, mainly because my mom owns a boutique shop up in Maryland. Um, so she was a real estate agent. So I think in 2016, I, I was actually, believe it or not, a real estate agent first. Um, long story short, I, um, I had a friend that was buying a house and we were giving him to our preferred lender at the time. He dropped the ball. So we were shopping around for different mortgage lenders, seeing, you know, who's going to be our go-to person. Um, Came across this guy who ended up being my mentor and he was a sweet talker and basically was like, hey, you're young. This industry is a lot older. I think with my knowledge and your energy um, and your youth, I can mold you into a big producer. Um, So at first I was like, no, I'm I'm a real estate agent. I'm a real estate agent. And um, I mean, like I said, he's a smooth talker and eventually talked me to come into the mortgage side. And I think that was 2017 and haven't looked back since. 
They're, oh my gosh. Okay. So I did not know this about yeah. you. I can see it. First of all, I could see the soccer thing. Sorry. Sorry. It didn't work out, <laughs> but okay. all for the best. Yeah. Um, oh my gosh. Okay. So this is so cool. Cause a lot of people aren't on both sides. So mm-hmm. what are kind of like the main differences between, I mean, other than the obvious, but what have you found to be the main difference between the experience and then why do you like the mortgage side better at this point? Oof. Um, in, to be completely honest, I wasn't as commit when I was an agent, I wasn't super committed yet. Um, I was starting to get to that point, you know, once I met that, that guy. And then obviously when I went to the mortgage side, I was, I was full on into my career, if you will. Um, you know, the, the differences, I mean, in all reality, it comes down to, uh, you know, I don't know if I'm gonna get a lot of flack for this or not, but in, in all reality, the, the real estate agent is on the front line, you know, spending their time showing the homes, et cetera, uh, you know, being face to face with the client, right. um, on the mortgage side, there's more paperwork, but I mean, for sure. Um, you know, more, more things that we need to, to look out for just to make sure everything is, is, is smooth sailing during the mortgage process or the home buying process. Um, so I'd say the biggest difference is, um, you know, we ultimately can work from anywhere. Um, if I'm being honest, it's just, we need our laptop, obviously a cell phone. I mean, we can help out anyone, whereas the real estate agent kind of has to be on that front line unless they have showing agents, of course, but that's kind of the the um difference in my opinion right fun fact so before i got licensed i was deciding i was leaving the job i was at and i was my um brother-in-law was in mortgage and i'm like i i uh, mortgage actually to me sounded more tempting i even had you know because we're marketers read i I even had my uh instagram handle picked out My URL, I didn't even have my mortgage <laughs> license, but I had, I was going to be the mortgage mommy. And, oh, um, and so I had my whole thing picked out and then someone bought my URL, which is so rude mm. and then took it. Um, but yeah. And then my husband, I, I should say bad things about, but he was like, you're not going to like mortgage. You know, it's a lot of <laughs> calling and this and that. And now that I've been in real estate for a while, I still think I would have actually liked the mortgage side a little bit better. Um, But what do you feel? Okay, so when it comes to like Legion, which one is harder to kind of get those? Like, would you say mortgage is a lot more competitive, which is harder? I've been dying to know this. Um, I mean, I think, I think they're both the same. I mean, to be completely honest, at the end of the day, we're, we're, it's, it's, we're going after the same people. Obviously we're trying to help the same people. Um, I mean, I, I I think they're one and the same, to be honest with you. Um, now with that being said, again, I don't know if I'm going to get some flack for this, but you know, with, on the mortgage side, yeah, it's, um, (laughs) I'm going to edit some of this out. Um, with that being said, on the mortgage side, you know, consumers, typically home buyers or anyone thinking about buying a home, they're not typically coming to the mortgage professional first. Um, right. In my opinion, it's because they just don't know better. Um, they think, oh, I want to buy a house. You know, who who can show me houses? Real estate agents. Um, so with that being said, as as far as the, the marketing goes and, and which is more difficult, uh, I mean, we as mortgage professionals, I mean, 
go after real estate agents as well because they are getting the consumers first. Of course, we want to go direct to consumer as well, but ultimately real estate agents, you know, they they hold that 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 key if you will. Right. Sure. Yeah. So that was my thought because I'm like, man, it so for realtors, you there's really not as much friction between you and the consumer whereas for mortgage people because I think you're right, when people think about buying a house, they the first thing they don't think is get a get a pre-approval right thing especially if it's your first time around the block so um that's what that's what my husband had been saying to me but you know what he's a hater i think i would like (laughs) hater right so okay speaking of lee jen you i i think what your mentor said was right it is it's been changing over the last few years but it is Mm. definitely an older kind of like was a male dominate speaking of flat kind of male dominated Mm -hmm. industry right but over the past few years i would say since short form video came into play for sure i've been seeing a lot more lenders that are really killing it or making it um making kind of like their shtick being on video and you've done a really good job of that so what made you kind of like decide to use, I I think you use primarily video. I don't know what you were using before that, but what made you decide to go for video to market yourself? Um, so when I first, when I started in the mortgage business, um, it it was one of those things I was kind of sitting around and I had no idea how to get clients to be honest with you. Um, now my friends and I used to always make funny videos. Um, had a few that went viral, um, before viral was viral yeah. uh, back in the day. And, um, you know, I just started to, I think it started with, with just doing random skits. Um, I, I will tell you that cause I was on the banking side, um, of the mortgage business and they had no idea what they got into when they hired me. <laughs> I got in trouble for a few videos. Um, you know, just walking that line of being uh, compliant. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I think it ultimately boiled down to, I wasn't exactly sure what to do. And I knew that going online, you can capture more of an audience than, you know, walking down the street and, you know, having coffee with someone one-on-one, for example. Oh, Um, absolutely. And, and I imagine that that's what makes the videos more challenging because what, the rules that you guys have to stick to as far as what you put out there, my husband's not in mortgage, but he's in the financial industry and there's his company's social media stuff is so whack, mm-hmm. but it's because they, they are held to such a strict set of rules and guidelines. So how have you managed to kind of walk that line now? Um, <laughs> or are you not? <laughs> I uh, definitely teeter that line. Um, yeah. I kind of, I kind of just do what I want. And, and if I get in trouble, then I'll tone it down. Um, and, and go from there, honestly. Right. Um, but I mean, I, I haven't, I've, like, like I said, the first couple of videos, uh, especially when I was on the banking side, because uh, I'm on the broker side now, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, still same compliant rules for the most part, but banking is, a little, I mean, they're a little more strict. So more they were upside. watching my every move. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I just, I just put out what I put out. I tried to be as compliant as possible. And if I have to take something down or change it, then I'll do that. Right. Apologize. Apologize later, basically. (laughs) Wink, wink. Okay. So um, now I love what you said about having access to more eyeballs, right? Because this is what I talk to agents about all the time. 
I am fine. If you go door knocking, go for it. I don't, I don't, that's great. If like, I don't care what works for people. If cold calling works for you, all that's, all that's fine. But when it comes to social media video, you know, and I know even on, on your side, on the mortgage side, so many people are hung up on just getting on video. Right. And, mm -hmm. and I get it. It makes them so anxious and all this stuff. But I'm like, when, when you post a video, right. Even if you don't get a lot, like I'll have people tell me, I only got a hundred views. And I'm like a hundred sets of eyeballs. When have you ever had a hundred people come into your open exactly. house? You know, like it is such a great way to scale your marketing. And if you mm -hmm. want to do that other stuff, fine. Um, but this is such a better way to access so many people. So once you got into specifically video, right? Like this TikTok type Instagram reels world that we're in the past few years, did you notice like a, a, a sharp like increase in your business or at least your leads and all that? So what I, so I think one thing that people in our industry get wrong is that they think, you know, they're, they're, they're doing the door knocking or the cold calling or whatever is working for them. And then now video is coming along and they're like, oh, I need to stop this and do, you know, video. Right. My opinion is you need to supplement it with whatever you're doing. Um, and I, I guess ultimately, um, to answer your question, I've, I mean, I've gotten a few leads from, from social media. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think more than anything, it creates a name for myself. So when I reach out to people, when, when I have conversations, whether it's friends, real estate agents, they already know who I am. So I've, I've kind of, anyone that I reach out to is, it's not a cold touch, if, if, right. if you will. Um, yeah. it's, they, they know who I am and they're more inclined to at least at the very least have some sort of conversation with me. Um, yeah, that's, it's that's brand kind of awareness. Exactly. It's brand awareness. Exactly. Like when I do social media for agents and you know, some of them will say, well, how, how many leads do you think I'll get from this? Exactly. There's really no way when you're doing organic social media, you know, there's no way to really quantify it. And exactly. even though you said you've gotten a few leads, you may have gotten people who have called you that you have no idea. They saw exactly. your, your, your social or, media. And, and to dive deeper into that, it's more, it's, it also should be looked at as a, it's, it's like a, um, it's a library of, uh, it's your resume. I mean, that's what it boils down to because when people, um, hear your name or they get a recommendation to go to, you know, read McKee or whoever, they're yeah. going to look, they're going to Google you and more than likely your social media is going to pop up. So they're going to go see what you're about. So it should you know, that ultimately should be in the back of people's mind as well. Right. right. And if you think about this younger generation, I mean, you're, you're younger than I am, but even these younger people coming up, like my son's about to graduate from high school, he, that generation going forward, when they get into the home buying age, they're going to be Googling everyone and getting to know them before mm -hmm. they even give them a call. I mean, exactly. that's even the way I operate. I operate, you know, I don't want like this awkward Same you know, you know, yeah. you don't want like an awkward relationship. So you're going to find out about them beforehand and yep. having that library. You're so right. It's so important. Like I had a video recently do really well on, I mean, not read McKee level well, but oh, no, 10,000, 10,000 followers. Congratulations, by the way, you have like a hundred. So that, that, that's, that's, that's a whole thing. But I, but really it's, it's crazy how social media works. Right. And especially like mm -hmm. Instagram, right. Which is quickly becoming my new favorite platform because yep. 
I was kind of killing myself every day to, I was challenging myself to post a video every single day. I was trying to mm. make them relevant. And some mm. of them, you know how it is. Some of them, I was like, this is the one, this one is going to work and it would flop. And yep. then I did the one about the chat GPT templates that I pretty much thought everyone knew about. Um, and it got, you know, it's like 550,000 views now, but more importantly, it, it gave me a ton of followers but what I noticed was that people were liking, and then I was starting to get a bunch of engagement on the videos that I had been doing like the last six months, right? Exactly. Because it was there. And I, I had read some social media person saying that, yeah, you're going to kind of um, chip away at it. But when you do start getting this, like, um, when you do start getting like a lot more traffic and all that, you want to have content that they can go back to and kind exactly. of bend. Exactly. And that's, that's exactly what happened. And, and I got from all those views, I got so many like lead for, for marketing, of course, but so many like leads and extra business just from now, there's a lot more eyeballs on my content. So yeah. I love and, that. Yeah. hundred percent. And what I always tell people is, you know, cause if you look at my mortgage stuff, it's, I mean, it doesn't get there. There's some videos that get more engagement than others. But yeah. what I always tell people is do it does not matter how many people view it, how many people like it, because more times than not, people that have reached out to me or if I'm out and about with my friends and they say, oh, I love your videos. I know for a fact that they've never liked a video, but they're, they're seeing it still. Exactly. Um, top of mind. And yeah, I, I always tell people not to worry about the views and, and, and um, likes and all that good stuff. No, it's really about who's watching. And the funny thing is, and we've talked about this, you know, you and I, but also on a number of these videos is that they're building, so many people are building a relationship with you without you knowing exactly. you're building a relationship back with them. Just, I mean, it's kind of a creepy comparison, but how people think they know Kim Kardashian or Beyonce mm -hmm. or whatever, because they're following all these people and they, they know everything about them, but Beyonce doesn't know anything about me. Right, right, right. So um, that's so true. And that's exactly what it is. It's brand awareness and staying top mm -hmm. of mind. And it just takes commitment. But of all the forms of marketing, I just think video is the most powerful. Yep. Do you agree? Okay. I agree. 100%. I mean, because because like you said, if you if someone gets 100 views, where else can they go to get 100 eyeballs um, right. on their video or on, on them, I should say? Right. Right. So, okay. The one I want to ask you, well, let me ask this first question. Sorry. What of, the, uh, cause the content you're going to be putting out is a little bit different than what a agent would put out. So the content that you put out, what do you find works the best? Um, my, my skits, the, the skits yeah. absolutely work the best without, without a doubt. Uh, are it's, they, it's, are they like related to mortgage or are they just humorous aside? Uh, they're, they're humorous. And I mean, they're related, not necessarily directly to mortgage, but, but in some way, shape or form real estate. Um, right, so right. what I like to do or what I want to try to do is find a balance between edu educating someone and giving them value while still entertaining. Um, yeah. because I think, I think those videos are going to be a hit for sure. Yeah. And you do such a good job of that. And one of the things we've talked about with you, or I've told people about you, your content as well is, you know, when we talk about these coffee dates, right? So many lenders reach out to agents, mm -hmm. oh, let's schedule lunch, let's schedule coffee, especially now that things have dipped a little bit. 
and I do very little volume in real estate now because this is me. And I've had lenders reach out to me as if I'm some top. I'm like, you probably don't want to waste your Starbucks on me because I think I did like four this year. <laughs> but they like they're reaching out, which I, I I get it what they're doing. But I think what's so valuable about your content is you provide content that you always tell realtors, hey, go ahead and share this. Like this isn't. I'm not kind of gatekeeping, go ahead and share this, which allows then the realtors who may not a have the time or the creative energy, you know, cause not everyone thinks like you're really creative with that. Right. Thank but you. it allows them to look smart and knowledgeable and all that mm -hmm. to their buyers and sellers now. Right. So is that kind of your strategy when you're creating this content? Yeah, a hundred percent. So I mean, ultimately, I want to give the most value um, because, I mean, like I said earlier, the the agents are the one that ones that get in front of the consumers typically before we as lenders do. Um, so how can I help them with their business to ultimately have more conversations with consumers? And I mean, really, the the my strategy, my game plan is, again, to give as much value as possible <clears throat> and um, put out as much as much valuable content as possible. That way, when I do reach out, they again, it, it's it's not a it's not a cold touch They they kind of know who I am and what I'm about and they like the information I share, etc. So it kind of all falls into place. Right. And and it's funny, like I told you, I've had clients, uh, real estate clients who have sent me posts of yours without knowing I know <laughs> you. They think they think I mean, you are they think you're like this. Um mortgage celebrity on Instagram. Right. And it's so funny. They're like, this guy has the best stuff. I want to do something like this. And I'll be like, I know Reed. Don't worry. I'll ask him. Okay. I'll ask him if it's okay. But I know you're yeah. also like, you'll post stuff and be like, Hey guys, feel free to use it. Yeah. Cause and I don't want, yeah, I don't, I don't want it to be where it's, I'm again, I want to give them the most value. And someone wants to take the stuff and market it to their database or their email. I mean, that's, that's completely cool with me. I, I just want, I don't want it branded to me or my company because you know, I, I think that's, um, I don't know. I, I don't know why I do it that way. I, I, I think it's better. Well, you, and, and you are your brand. So having right. like your company's logo and all that, that's, you know, it, it, you have become, your own brand so exactly. you can send them all this content hey share away obviously they can't be reed mckee right sure. <laughs> they're they're right. sharing it for them but i just love it because i think it it helps them so much and it's also that principle of reciprocity like mm -hmm. i think people look back and they're like oh reed reed really helped me maybe i can send them a you know send them a lead or two and right. you know over time that that's really powerful so i love that so well, I was going to ask you about cold, cold squalling agents for coffee, but your strategy when you're connecting with agents, is it largely social media based or what else do you do to connect with agents? Um, so I try. So, yes, I mean, that's the big, big part of my strategy, again, is to give as much legitimate value as possible. Yeah. Sorry about that. Okay. <laughs> Good morning, doggies. Yep. Lovely. I just ruined your, your podcast. No, you did not. <laughs> it's either dogs or kids or everyone, everyone is working at home. So it's yeah, not gotta, ruining it. Gotta love it. <laughs> the mailman came early today. Um, oh my gosh. I love it. But yeah, I mean, the, 
that's the massive, massive part of my strategy is give as much value. And then when I do reach out, let's say, cause I, again, when I do reach out, it's, it's not from uh, Hey, let me, let me tell you about our loan programs or um, you know, what have you. I, I truly, truly want to find a way to collaborate with someone. I want right. to work with people of the same mindset that, you know, want to do video, want to put out educational content and, and funny content, to be honest with you. Right. Um, I mean, that's just my personality. Um, and, right. um, and just Which build a Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so just build a relationship that way from a value standpoint, like, Hey, how can we collab? And then of course, ultimately people are going to work with who they like. Um, so if we hit it off then start to build a business relationship and kind of take it from there. Yeah. And I've seen posts where you're going out of your way to say, Hey, who's, you know, not afraid to do these kind of videos. I'll come to your open house. I'll do this. I'll do that. Like you're always looking for collaborations mm -hmm. and you're looking to go outside the kind of nine to five lender box um, to kind of build these relationships. And, and in turn, it helps the agents, right? If they have, exactly. let's be honest, for a lot of people, it's easier to do a funny video with someone than by yourself. Oh, 100%. Um, you know, so um, I I kind of love that part of your strategy. Like you're always looking for new ways to collaborate with people, but help them at the same time, you know, exactly. Now they have this great video that they can show their audience. So I right. love that. Okay. So talking about the snooze fest part of mortgage, most, you know, things have changed, right? Things have slowed down. And although agents put out this stuff like marry the house, date the rate, or uh, this is what your house payment will look mm -hmm. like when the rates drop and all this stuff. First of all, that's hard for people to understand, really. I think right. people who aren't in this industry, it just maybe it's just me. I'm not good at math, but I just look at those posts like it's just a whole lot of numbers and it and it hurts my brain, right? But agents are nervous about these interest rates. And I get it, it's hard to market. Mm -hmm. It's hard to believe that it's a good time for everyone to buy, specifically sure. people who are already locked into houses at, you know, two and a half, three percent interest rates. Right? right. That's the hard part. So how should what are some ideas you have for realtors to market what's going on in the industry as more of an opportunity without being like a used car salesman? And yeah. And, and I mean, the way that I come the way that I would handle that is go off of data. I mean, that's really, really what it's about. I mean, because we have nothing else. I mean, if you're putting out content, um, I mean, there should be some sort of facts backed by it. And what I mean by that is, um, for example, I mean, we're hitting the, a stride, a period of time that's never happened in history to where the most millennials ever are hitting that prime home buying, buying uh, age. So right. what does that mean? Yes, rates are high, but when they do inevitably come down, whenever that may be, um, we're going to, the demand is there. So anyone that's saying the housing is going to crash, for example, um, you know, it's, it's all about su supply and demand. And if you look at the facts and um, start to educate yourself and read data, then you're going to see that the demand does not look like it's going to go anywhere. So how yeah. I would handle marketing is, is just put out those facts, like let people know that um, I mean, because a lot of people, the news, for example, they're they're selling doom and gloom that the rates are high. Um, there's a bubble. Um, and right. again, if you step back and look at the data, that's just not 
it's just not there. So educating people on the numbers, the stats, um, and again, the data, that's going to, I think that's, that's everyone's best bet right now, for sure. Right. And, and that's the most sensical <laughs> mark. I don't know if sensical is a word, but that's the most sensical, um, marketing that I've like seen that. come out of this is because the, the marry the house date, the rate thing was annoying. Cause that's a, at this point, that's a long-term relationship with a crappy boyfriend, <laughs> right? right. This, now we've been in this for a while, but right. The the data is we are still millions and millions of homes short on inventory. Right. There's just exactly. not enough. <laughs> and then, yeah, you have all these buyers that even if they can't buy right now. So I think like if you don't own a house, it's still a good time. You just lock yourself in as long as you can afford that payment. Right. Just lock yourself in. Right. But um, but yeah, like you have this huge backup of buyers that even if they can't buy now, I had someone get pre-approved for a three hundred thousand dollar house. And this was before rates went over eight percent and her payment was going to be twenty seven hundred dollars. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, God, that makes me sick. Yeah. But yeah, if you can do it, do it. Um, I, I find the harder part about this is so, so in one of these Facebook groups, this guy posted a chat that he had with a lead, right? Mm -hmm. So it was like a, a, his AI, basically his bot was chatting with this guy. Gotcha. He was like, hey, I know that you were interested in moving. You know, that was a few months ago. Are you still interested? The guy responded back like, basically I would move, but I'm in 3% right now. So he didn't want to move that bad. Right. And I'm curious to know your thoughts on this, right? Because it was funny to see all the comments from agents because uh, you know, I was kind of like, this is why people hate realtors sometimes, right? Because right. a lot of them were like pulling out their scripts, you know, well, how, why, why wouldn't you do this? And if you do that, you know, basically finding all the ways around trying to make this guy give up a 3% for an 8%. And there's, unless you have to, or you really, really want to, it's, it's hard to convince someone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, Sometimes you just have to be honest, right? And be like, hey, man, I get it. Right. I wouldn't tell either. Uh, right. Like in your work, because you're dealing with people, you're telling them these numbers, and maybe they're not even getting the sticker shock until they come to you. How are you having those conversations? Yeah, I mean, ultimately, it starts with what, what their goal is. Why do they want to move? You know, if they, if they don't need to move, it, then, I mean... To be completely honest, there there might not be a point. Now, if yeah. someone wants to move because they need to, they need a bigger home because their family's growing, they need to move for work or whatever the case is, then I like to run the numbers based off, okay, what if you what if you keep this property as a long-term um, a long-term rental and lease it out? That way we can exclude the payment, uh, depending on what you can get for for it on rent, and kind of yeah. come come at it with that angle. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it really, ultimately everyone's situation is a little bit different, but it, it ultimately boils down to what their goal is. If they're just kind of looking around because they, they want to, then, I mean, might not make a whole lot of sense. So I think right. finding that, that, um, not pain point, but that, that reasoning for why they're entertaining moving and kind of taking the conversation from there. Right. And, and also like if they have to move, cause for example, if I had to move for work right now, I'd be mad giving up my interest rate too. But yeah. 
I love that you can kind of talk them through options. I wish I, I used to have a townhouse that I bought for like $140,000 and then I moved. I wish I had a lender. So this was before I was in real estate. It was one of those internet lenders. I'm embarrassed oh, to even no. say oh, no, it, didn't. but it was, no, you didn't. <laughs> I know it was one of those. I don't, they were terrible. They, they, effed up our whole closing and basically we had to stay in a hotel for five days like that's how bad this right. whole thing was but um uh, like one thing i wish because you don't know what you don't know I, mm -hmm. I didn't grow up with my parents owning a home i i have no idea about how all this stuff works and I, since i wasn't in real estate definitely didn't know but i love what you said about giving the person options because when mm -hmm. i was selling i was selling my own house to move in with my boyfriend at the time who's now my husband but I I didn't need to sell to buy. I just thought that's what you do. Right. And now I'm like, I wish that that person would have said, hey, here are like a few different ways. And they help you build wealth rather than just, exactly. you know, selling the house. Right. And yeah, go ahead. Well, there, there's there's order takers in the mortgage business, order takers and mortgage advisors. So it's 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 in my opinion, tremendously important to find a mortgage advisor. So they give you your options. So they explain the process to you instead of an order taker saying, you know, for example, for you, it's, Hey, I, I'm looking to buy. I mean, the obvious thing is, okay, sell. That's the easiest. There's no thought process behind that for, for the mortgage mortgage right. lender. Um, right. So finding someone that's going to deep dive into to your unique situation and again, give you all the options. You need to make a video about that. That yeah. that's that's such a good video because people again, people don't know what they don't know. Exactly. Right? So when they're just let's be honest, for the most part, people find these internet lenders because they don't want to, they're afraid to to fill out a form or make a call because they don't want the pressure of, oh, now I have this mortgage guy calling me. They kind of want to find out the information before they talk to anybody. Um, and that's kind of how that happens, but if you look at it from that aspect, like, hey, yeah, you could deal with this order taker is just going to get the transaction done. Or you can work with someone who knows about all this stuff. And maybe someone who knows finance stuff, they don't they don't need that, whatever. But a sure. lot of people don't know the ins and outs and all these things that you can do within within the mortgage world or your finances that would seek out more of an if I would have seen a video like that, I would have called you. Yep. Because I would want this guy can help me really make a good decision. Right. Also, the same thing goes for realtors, right? There are now that I've been in real estate, I'm like, man, there are people who are just like they're just transaction coordinators. Mm -hmm. And then there are people who are like really committed. They'll fight for you. They'll go knock on doors to find a house that's not for sale. And they, yeah, like, there's a difference. Yep. So. 100%. Gosh, that's that's a good that's a good video for you. Okay, so let's get yes, please do. So um, that let's get to the fun part. So you are, if you can't see Reed McKee here, even just by hearing his name, you could probably guess he's not Latino. <laughs> <laughs> so um, he's just you know, just a a, a, a white guy. <laughs> Yeah. Sorry, that's a nice, <laughs> that's a nice way to say that. That's what I, I say. I have a friend that posted a meme yesterday, and it's and it said, "I just got my DNA results back," and then it was like a sorted cracker. 
It had a picture of assorted crackers. That's funny. I don't know why. I thought that was so funny. But okay, so you're just a white guy. So, but what I love is that starting in, I believe you said March, you are going to be taking on April. April. April, okay. You'll go by March, you'll be pretty much there. You're gonna be taking on Spanish speaking mortgage clients full time. And you already speak fluent Spanish, but I guess I guess real estate, I mean mortgage terms are different, but I love this about you. So tell us why you decided to learn Spanish, what your process was and Mm -hmm. why you speak more Spanish than me. And I am Puerto Rican. Go for it. Yeah. So just to clarify, so April is the goal. So I'm, I'm, it's, I have a long way to go. I'll be honest. I speak very broken Spanish. Um, so I, I got with my tutors and, and was like, Hey, this is my, this is the goal that I have. Um, I'm about to buckle down and let's make it happen. But um, why I started learning Spanish? I mean, I've I've always wanted to. I grew up in a predominantly Hispanic area. Um, I played soccer. A lot of my friends uh, spoke Spanish. Um, my mom, at one point when I was growing up, she started learning Spanish and started talking to me and my siblings um, in Spanish. So I so I don't. It's always been a goal. And then I think because um, I've been learning for a year and two months or so. Yeah. And uh, I think it it's it just clicked because it's you know it's one of those things to where oh yeah I'll, I'll get to it I'll get to it. Um, so I think someone someone passed away that I saw um, like a like a friend's family member someone really really young and and right. started thinking like you only have one life like do what you want to do now. Right. Um, and Spanish was again has always been something that I've wanted to do and it's one of those things that it's only going to get better with time. Um, so I started to, to jump into it and haven't looked back, honestly. And as far as the process goes, I have a tutor from Mexico who I've had for the entire year and two months. And I just got a second tutor last month from Colombia. So I have the Colombian uh, tutor in the mornings and then the um, every single day and then the my Mexican tutor is about four, three or four days a week at night. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. Wait, so solve solve an urban legend for me. Is your wife Colombian? No. Someone someone, <laughs> someone was like, uh, I think his wife is Colombian. I was like, really? No, no, no. I, I so I get that all the time because I'm infatuated with the Colombian culture. I could not even begin to explain why. <laughs> um, but I, I'm the type I of person it. once I get hooked on something, I'm just absolutely yeah. obsessed and hooked. So it's always been Colombia for whatever yeah. reason. And I get that question all the time. Is your wife Hispanic? I'm an issue from Colombia. So, <laughs> oh no. yeah. That's well, people believe that. Cause I, we were talking about you. I was like, I just wonder what made him want to learn Spanish. I mean, I, I just think it's so cool. And I was, I'm ashamed of myself. And they're like, well, his wife is Colombian. And I was like, I've seen a picture of her. I mean, I know Colombians come in every shape and color, but I was like, I don't, I don't remember him saying nope. so yeah um tell your wife she is a little spicy columbia now to everybody yeah. else yeah. oh yeah i definitely cool. i'll let that's, her know for sure that's the perfect culture to be i mean i get it <laughs> to be um obsessed with i mean it's such it's such a rich culture and like the whole hispanic culture is just so warm and like yeah i just love it so um I, okay so when it comes to real estate even though I know you want to learn it for you, which is which mm-hmm. is pretty much why I want to learn. I grew up in my grandma's 
she's she was from Puerto Rico, but she spoke to us mostly in English. So mm -hmm. the concentration in my family was like act as white as you can, right? So we um didn't learn it. And then when you're young, then I feel stupid. You know, it's like you don't want to practice. But now that I'm same thing, I'm like, man, I only have one life. And and honestly, Reed, not kidding, seeing you do all this stuff inspired me. I'm like, I gotta. That's all I got to get it together and be fluent. This is, this is ridiculous that I'm not yet, but for the business. So I know you want to do that on a personal level, mm, yeah. but on the business side, Hispanics, I should know these stats from being a NARAP, but I think they're like the, the fastest growing minority when it comes to home ownership, mm -hmm. but they are the minority at the bottom when it comes to knowledge about finances, like how much they talk about finances. Now, of course that's getting better year over year, but huge potential in this market as yep. far as being a bilingual realtor. Mm -hmm. So how are you like prepping for that? Um, well, so I, I do a mortgage analysis with all of my clients. So I'm, yeah. I'm definitely, cause my, my Spanish teacher is always urging me like, Hey, like try to get clients that speak Spanish. I'm like, no, you don't understand. Like I do a deep dive. So I need to know the lingo. I need to know the ins and outs of everything. Um, so I'm, I, uh, I'm starting to study the the link the real estate lingo. Um, it is a completely different world than what I've been learning. Right. So getting used to 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 that and and being able to give someone that speaks Spanish a full deep dive. You know, same thing with English, just a full yeah. on mortgage analysis to where they understand the entire process. And it's um, again, it's very very in depth. Um, so I, I have my, like I said, I talked to my tutors and told them this is my goal and and. Um, yeah, we have a short time to do it. So we'll see what, what happens. Oh man, I think you're going to get there. And I mean, worst, worst case, you can always, you know, partner with someone for help. Or maybe if you have like, yeah, a, of course. I mean, typically, a, a, you know, if someone's brand a Spanish speaking client, it's going to be a Spanish speaking agent. So right. there's some, it may be a tiny bit of fake it till you make it, but I, to me, you are fluent already. Oof, yeah. I appreciate it. I'm I, I don't it. feel like that. I get I get nervous when I talk to people still, so I, I have that to conquer as well. Right, um, and certain cultures say, talk a lot faster. I, like I, I feel girl, like a lot of Mexicans, they're more like "Cómo estás?" Like they they enunciate everything. Whereas mm -hmm. if you speak to like a Dominican or, or Puerto Rican, they, they'll come to me and they'll be like, oh, "Cómo está?" Uh, you know, like how can I find something? And I'll give them an answer, and then they're like, oh, I'm like, "Wait." Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. So uh, yeah, and I, I go into conversations knowing that, and then just you know, just kind of subconsciously being scared of it. Um, right. So I'm, I'm. That's something else that I need to conquer, along with obviously the real estate lingo. Right. Um, but I, I mean, I definitely agree with you. A massive, massive opportunity there, and um, I mean, because I, I never full on have advertised that I would speak Spanish to Spanish speaking clients. Yeah. But I cannot tell since I've marketing, you know, I market my journey. And I mean, I have made some mortgage videos in Spanish. Right. Um, I can't even tell you how many leads I've gotten just from saying, hey, you speak Spanish. Can you take on this client? I'm like, no, I, I don't speak Spanish <laughs> yet. But, um, but it, I mean, it's it's crazy. Like like people yes. have reached. I mean, it, it's been at least 20 people since since I marketed. Um, wow. or I'm sorry, not marketed, but but uh, yeah. started documenting my journey. Right. And, and it's what we were talking about before, like appearance is reality, right? Mm -hmm. So you're, you're putting yourself out there talking about all this stuff. And I mean, you, you go, 
you go in. You have the neon sign that says, uh, what does it Kijimba. say? Kijimba. Kijimba. <laughs> yeah. And then you have, uh, I mean, you got the whole thing going on. Plus, you have the Papacito Gringo um, Instagram account, which I'm obsessed with. And everyone <laughs> else is, obviously, because you have a ton of followers. But, yeah, all that stuff, I think people also would – you know, if you think about people coming here, you know, a big part of what my grandmother dealt with, I mean, obviously this was a long time ago, but even as my dad and his siblings were growing up was like speaking Spanish was like, you're in America, speak English. Right. And that was in New York. Right? So imagine mm -hmm. down here, but, but I love that you're kind of flipping the script on that. And yep. you're like, so people love to see is just like, you know, quote unquote white guy who really wants to be a part of this culture mm -hmm. and, and be, kind of like one of them and serve that community is so awesome yeah it's 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 crazy i mean yeah it's it's been awesome uh yeah i'm, I'm excited to see what happens but definitely definitely shooting for april oh for yeah sure. you'll get there that's you have five months yeah five months yep You're five months. Gonna, i'm not i'm not nervous for you at all i i think you got it so you. <laughs> you'll be fine Oh my gosh. Okay. So tell um, everyone where to follow you. I'm going to put it in the comments and stuff when it goes, but um, tell them where they can find you and connect with you online. Yeah. Uh, I'd say two of the biggest places would be Facebook, uh, Reed McKee, um, and then Instagram at the Reed McKee. Yes. Yeah. And um, he really follow him if you're in real estate or, or if you're a mortgage, because you will get inspiration as far as your content and he's i know he's always willing to share so that you can obviously share with your audience so he's a really big value add for your business go ahead and find him on there and then let's do some rapid fire questions that are different mm. than real estate let's do okay netflix or podcast mm, netflix oh interesting i'm a podcast girl as you can I tell, podcast. I like podcasts too. So that's that's a no. Yes, but if you had to choose one, yes. Okay, uh, I can guess this from what you're drinking. But iced coffee or hot coffee? Iced coffee. Okay, sure. and then um, let's see. I was gonna think of two. Are pupusas Colombian? Uh, no, I I think they're uh, mostly Peruvian or Salvadorian. Oh yes. Well, what? Just tell us what's your favorite. Colombian meal. Bandeja Paisa. Oh, you need to go up. You're, if your family's still up north, you need to go to New Jersey. They have this, it's kind of a chain, but local to Jersey, I think. And it's mm. called Noches de Colombia. Mm. And oh my gosh, it's about like the plate is this big. Oh, yeah. And they have like, I mean, it's a lot, it's a lot of meat for the morning, but every different type of meat, then eggs, then potatoes, like this whole thing. For breakfast really yes mm. yeah no, you said look, that's in new jersey in new jersey yeah uh, noches okay. de colombia i mean at least look up their instagram or their website whatever because my friend introduced me to it last time i was there and i was like this is i'm glad i don't live here <laughs> i would be here all the time <laughs> oh my gosh i love it well thank you so much i seriously appreciate you coming on go ahead and yeah, follow read yes he will give you a lot of great content to share with your audience and i will see you soon yeah thank you adios adios <laughs> All right.
Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Real Estate Coffee Talk. If you enjoyed it, please take a moment to subscribe and leave us a review. It really helps. If you'd like to be featured on the show, you can get that information right in the show notes. Be sure to tune in next week for another new episode. And until then, keep your dreams big and your mugs full. See you next week.